Chapter 11 of Silly and Its Legends by Henry James Whitfeld. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Timothy Ferguson. Tresco, number two. There is in Tresco so much that is interesting and beautiful that it deserves a residence of some days to be devoted to exploring it. Considering its very limited size, one is surprised at the variety of its scenery. On landing at the harbour and passing the palace, so called from the place used for drying pilchards, as is usual hereabouts, you ascend a slope and reach the pretty little parsonage. From thence the view is lovely. Old Grimsby Harbour and St. Helen's Pool lie below you, with Dolphin Town and the neatly arranged church and the excellent schools. You are surprised at the appearance of all around you. It is not picturesque alone, for the island of Skye could be that, with all its misery. It is not only retired and undisturbed, it was so in the days of wreckers, when parsons smuggled and when gauges and duties were unknown but there is everywhere an air of comfort and an aspect of content which i never saw elsewhere the fields are highly cultivated and the gardens are tended carefully the people are well dressed and there is not one man poor in all their tribes go into the little quasi-cruciform church you will see there probably as dense and as attentive a congregation as you ever beheld ask a man to do any service for you and you will fail in procuring one for all are employed there is no union here for there are no paupers to fill it. In this thought is a charm greater than that of the smiling prospect before our eyes, enchanting though it be. Read Woodley's account of these islands thirty years ago and look at them now. There is, under God, the work of one English gentleman accomplished in seventeen years, in spite of the Celtic spirit and the old inveterate habits and wrecks, and the Duchy of Cornwall. Footnote. The very front of the gallery of the pretty church at Tresco is formed of a part of a wreck, and the gallery itself, from a mere nautical spirit of imitation, is placed so low after the pattern of ship's cabin that you must stoop in passing under it. Most of the old houses in Scilly have their rooms built like cabins, the ceilings being wood and not more than six feet high. Footnote ends. Crossing the downs to the left of the parsonage, you arrive at Charles's walls, consisting but of a few ruins well and boldly placed, Below it is Cromwell's castle, so called according to the rule of Theodore Hook's song, and then he saved an emperor where no emperor was near, sir. It is still kept in good order by the Board of Ordnance, and as it commands New Grimsby Channel, would be useful in beating off privateers in times of war. From hence round the bluff to Piper's Hole is a very pleasant walk, and the cave itself is well worth a visit. Preparation must be made for it by procuring a boat, in which to cross the pool within, and by taking blue lights to burn when there. Footnote. This must be done cautiously. Some sappers and miners lately kindled a fire in the cave, and were in great danger. One of the party was carried out insensible. Footnote ends. I wonder what is the foundation of the tradition of the piper, and his wild music dying away in the distance, until it is heard and seen no more. Go where you will, you will meet with it. It resembles the tale of the traveller who set out in a boat to explore the reservoir of a thousand columns at Constantinople, and who never returned. If it were but true, what a life of agony must have been compressed in those short hours. We are reminded of the person who, incautiously, left his guide in the imperial vault at Vienna. The rats are there seen, not by hundreds, but by millions. His fate was only known by the sexton finding a few scattered bones in the corner of the crypt, and some brass buttons which were recognised as having been his. These dark scenes are terribly oppressive. Let us come out into the open air, and leave the ghost of his piper in his funereal cave. 
God's sunlight is glimmering over the calm sea that breaks in low, solemn music upon the rocks at our feet. Listen for a moment to a tale of the civil wars connected with that shattered peel above, and with this dismal subterranean vault below. The incidents mentioned in it took place principally here. We will, therefore, call it A Legend of Piper's Hole. End of chapter 11. Recording by Timothy Ferguson, Gold Coast, Australia.